Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. This week, we're going to do Best of Women on the Heart of Sports, and we have a few interviews that we like and we want to feature for you. First, we've got uh, LPGA golfer Paula Kramer, who was in first place in a tournament over in France yesterday at the end of the first round. Then we have now World Cup champions Carly Lloyd and Samantha Mewis, and then finally golfer Pratima Sherpa tracing her dreams to become a professional golfer all the way from the golf courses in Nepal. These are women that have made an impact in the area and we sat and had a conversation with each of them along the way. We wanted to bring it to you today. We're here with Paula Kramer, one of the most exciting uh, professional golfers on the women's golf tour. Paula, how you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. So, um, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about this upcoming tournament that you're in in the ShopRite mm-hmm. Classic down in Galloway Township. Yeah, I, this is one of my favorite events. I'm so glad that you know it's able to you know still be around for after all these years. There's just so much history, and uh, you know I've had so many awesome moments here <laughs> you know, at Shoprite. Just the fans are always um, so knowledgeable about golf and whatnot, and it's, it's definitely they always you know root for me as well. So it's pretty fun to be able to go to a place that you you have so much support. You you had a lot of success early on in your career, and one of the most successful early tournaments that you were in as an amateur was when you were 17 years old and you played at the ShopRite Classic. What was it like to do that well that early on? Well, I mean, that obviously helped me make my decision to turn professional, um, you know, because of that great finish that I had and, you know, playing with Christy and having her make that putt on the last hole and me missing. I mean, there's a lot of things that have definitely have helped me get to where I am today. Uh, but, you know, as, as an amateur, getting a sponsor's exemption into the shop right um, at such a young age and to be able to go back now, you know, it's my 14th year as a professional on tour, it's pretty neat that that's, that's still around. When, when she made that last putt, reflecting back on that moment, do you look at it more as a positive or more as a negative? Well, obviously, I wish I would have made mine. You know, that would have been uh, even more more special. But at the same time, uh, you always learn from everything. And I still think about it to this day, how many years later. Uh, but at the same time, I, I, I take every experience um, to each their own. You know, it's definitely golf is a game of ups and downs. And I was beyond disappointed at that moment. But at the same time, it was I'm 17 years old. And here I am. I almost won my first LPGA event that you can't take that away either what was it like to have the crowd behind you as as somebody that's going through that even as an amateur well the crowd is the crowds are great i mean i love playing in front of people i love playing in front of fans and uh, people that just you know appreciate golf and i um i remember standing there saying this is what i want to do for the rest of my life this is it here we go <laughs> and then you know coming down the stretch and in that situation that i was in it was very special when you, when you were growing up, did you start golf at an early age? I started golf when I was 10. It was something that I could really just do with my dad. Uh, you know, I used to be a dancer, and, you know, so much of that was with my mom and, you know, curling my hair, doing my makeup. My dad wasn't necessarily going to do that, and this was just something that I could could go out and um, do with him. We've talked to Jim Furyk in the past about team play, and one of the things that, that I've always admired about your golf is, is that your ability to play well in team events. And dating back to uh, the late 
uh, 20 or 2000s and then also with the Solheim Cup in 2015. What's it, what's the difference between playing in team events versus individual events? Um, well, I mean, the fact of the matter is it's not just about yourself anymore. It's about the team and trying to do your best for them. Um, you know, the 12 girls that you're with. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to have played on seven Solheim Cups. And, uh, you know, I just I love being able to have a captain and a partner. Do you enjoy the com- camaraderie of, of team golf versus individual golf? Do you become better friends and better teammates with people than if you were just playing in an individual event? it's just totally different. I mean, you're not competing against them anymore. You're competing against other people and you have a partner that, you know, I've been very lucky that my partners have always been virtually my best friends off and on the golf course. And when you have that opportunity to go, all you want to do is, is play well, not only for yourself, but for them and your team. And when you represent your country, there's, you know, no better, no bigger aspect than that is, you know, that's the number one ultimate goal. And I think as an athlete is to wear your colors and to go out and uh, you know represent that and, and play for them. And in 2015, you guys had a historic comeback. What was it like to to play with that group coming back from the deficit that you had? Well, I mean, it shows it as it was. I mean, it was almost you know not impossible by any means, but we we definitely needed to go out and play strong, and we did. And you know, I was an anchor match there, and um, ultimately it came down to that. And, you know, it's it's pretty awesome to to be on a team. Like that. Julie Inkster's an amazing captain, and I hopefully will be able to play under her uh, next year, and, uh, you know, in our next event. What, what did she say to you at the beginning of that last day? I mean, did, did you guys I have a sense? I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but so you were, you're the last match of the day, and you guys are coming back. At that point, all the other matches are done. But what's it like to have your whole team kind of following you around and kind of cheering for you? Is there more pressure? when everybody's around like that or or is it kind of a boost to have everybody well, watching? Well, um, I've always either gone, you know, first off or in that situation, that was the first time I ever went last and Julie came and talked to me and asked me, do you want to go? She was, I have a, a question and she was, would you mind going last? And I was like, really, the anchor match? And she's like, we're going to need it. You know, we're going to need all of these points. We're going to need them early. We need to end. And she's like, I would want anybody else to have, make a four or five footer coming down the stretch other than you and I was like all right you know I've never done it I've always been early off so for that you know that to her have the you know the belief and you know faith that I could go out and do something like that it was quite an honor and to be able to do it actually you know for my team it was beyond special and now as you as you get to this point in your career you've gone from the young upstart to the person who's the veteran on the tour somebody that other teammates can look up to um, what's it like to now have other golfers come to you for advice and, and kind of look up to you for everything that you've done in golf? You know, it, it's an, I mean, when I was younger, I was, you know, people said, you're a role model, you're my role model. And I, I, I really had no idea what that meant. And now as I get older, I, I, I do understand, but I'm still learning every day that I go out there. And, you know, golf is a game that... <laughs> It doesn't matter how many years you play, you're always learning something. You're always tested in some certain way, whether it's mentally or physically. And, you know, I just... 
I love watching the game grow. I think it's so important to be able to, you know, have women be involved in the game of golf and young kids because, you know, the LPGA Tour is an amazing organization and we want it to last for, for so many years. Now, with regard to uh, what you've been working on off the golf course, I understand that you're involved in a couple charity programs, including the First Tee program. How did you get involved in that? Well, I played in the First Tee Open when I was uh, 16 out in California and you know I've always been a big supporter I was an ambassador for them and you know other than the first C my you know my foundation for the military uh, it's just it's for the families and I've been very involved with my time you know trying to just bring you know awareness to, to everybody that you know we still have men and women that are overseas and that are fighting for us and you know I'm over here playing golf for you know my job at the end of the day there's these men and women in their families that are allowing me to go and do that and to just to bring you know awareness to that is something so special so it's pretty neat to be a part of two different completely different organizations whether it's you know the golf or you know military how did you get involved with the military families my family. My dad uh, is, was a retired captain in the Navy. My cousin's a Marine. He's actually Lieutenant Colonel. And it, it's pretty amazing to, to be a part of a family that, you know, they sac- make so many sacrifices for, you know, our country. And yet they, there's, they don't care. You know, that's just their choice. And I, I find that just truly amazing. And, um, you know, being in an in individual sport, yeah, I find it fascinating the fact that they are able to go and, you know, they have their families at home and whatnot, but yet they go and they support their country. I've heard that you visited Walter Reed Hospital. Yes, I have. And and, and that there's a, a funny story about one of the people there saying that they've played golf against you and you didn't recognize it. Yes, one of um, the soldier was there and uh, he was badly burned and I came by and I, I spent the day at Walter Reed, which was, you know, beyond eye-opening. I mean, it was one of the most surreal moments I've ever had in my entire life. And at such a young age, I'm actually very thankful for it. But he told me he's beat me in golf many times and it was because he played me and Tiger Woods in the video game. And I told him one of these days we're going to have to go out and, you know, play on a real course. So it, it was a pretty pretty neat experience and a very humbling one as, as, as well. That's amazing. What, what is it like, though, for not just to be, as you said, a role talking about being a role model, but to, to see young kids play Nintendo Wii and say that they played as you, the, the kids grow up and say, I want to be Paula Kramer. You know, there's, I still, I can't really give you an answer to that because <laughs> every day it happens, it's, uh, I still don't believe it. You have to kind of pinch yourself at a time. Because I'm, I'm just doing something I love. I love the game of golf. I've been, you know, very gifted with a lot of things and abilities to be able to come out and you know people my teams around me have given me so many opportunities to do what I love and when I hear things like that I I, I don't quite understand it you know I just I'm a normal girl from California who goes out and does what she loves and if I can get young girls and boys involved in the game because of that then that's honestly the biggest accomplishment that I can have. Well that and it also appears that a lot more people now wear pink when they play golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you have you've often been called the the Pink Panther, and and often wear, wear pink when you're when you're playing. How did that come about? 
I was um, given the nickname when I was 16 years old, and uh, I always wore pink, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of stuck. I mean, it could be called worse things than the Pink <laughs> Panther. And, uh, you know, he's on my golf ball. He's a head cover. You know, people are always out in pink. My bow is always pink. Something's pink always on me. So so are you looking forward to this weekend? I definitely am. I can't wait for it. It's one of my favorite events, and um, I'm looking forward to, to getting back out there. I, you know, I had a good first two days last year's and not quite a very good Sunday, but I'm, I'm ready to go out there and compete for three days. And, and you're healthy now, right? Yes, I am. So so I understand that just the last question, with regard to your uh, wrist, you, you had an injury with it and then started working better. Was it difficult to come back from that? Oh, beyond. I mean, this is the longest I've ever taken away from golf. Six months was, it felt like eternity. Um, you know, I changed my coach. I changed everything about what I was doing. You know, surgery is obviously, it's an unknown. You never know what's going to happen. And the one that I had was definitely an unknown. There were so many parts going on, but um, I'm so glad that I, I did it. I am definitely feeling so much better. It's amazing to not play with pain. I haven't felt that way in at least two and a half years. And it's a it's a great thing. And I honestly, I I feel strong. It's just a matter of time with all of these changes that I'm making. You know, there, I'm not putting any pressure on myself right now because of everything that's new in my life and with my golf swing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I obviously want to go out and I want to win. But, you know, I have to be realistic and uh, stay, stay true to what we're doing with, you know, my golf for long term. Well, Paul, we're all going to be rooting for you and watching you this weekend, and we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for joining us. Well, no worries. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're going to have our guest for this show, uh, Carly Lloyd. Are you there? I am here. Thank you so much for calling in. It's great to talk to you. How was your practice today out in lovely West Coast? Uh, we have not had training yet. Not we yet? Have that in the afternoon. No, but it's beautiful and sunny here, so well, you're all a, good. You're a local girl from back around here. I'm, a, I'm from Marlton myself, and I know you played at the Medford Strikers. Um, I saw you say something about, you know, being from Delran that kind of shaped you and, and who you are as a person and you had a little bit of chip on your shoulder. Can you talk a little more about that for people who aren't familiar with who you are and where you come from? Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously grew up in, in Delran, New Jersey, uh, which is a you know, small town where kind of everyone knows everybody, um, working class neighborhood. Um, I didn't grow up with, you know, my parents not having uh, loads of money. And um, I think that, you know, just kind of my emphasis of, um, you know, the, the passion that I had with the sport of soccer, uh, the will, the determination, um, you know, my best friend was the ball growing up and that's all I really cared about and uh, I think that you know being able to you know walk to local field down the street from my house and, and being able to, to just be a part of um, you know a, a really um, small town just kind of gave me the freedom to, to lay the foundation um, to being where I am today so you know it's not about where you grow up or um, what resources you have or what facilities you have you just um, you know have a passion and love for something and you go after it. We talk a lot on this show about the lessons that people learn as athletes and the, the lessons that other people can learn from what athletes learn. Uh, I've seen you talk about becoming a fighter and learning to persevere and you talk about your best friend was the ball and that was all you needed. How important was that for you to be shaped that way to develop you going forward? 
Um, well, I don't think that I was uh, like that per se when I was a younger kid um, and into my teenage years. I think that um, that is something that, that I developed. I think uh, growing up, I was a talented kid. I uh, didn't always work hard. I, you know, some days I, I gave 100% and other days I'd give 70, 80%. Uh, it wasn't until I reached about you know, 22, 23 years old um, when I met my coach mentor who is now uh, the director has, has been the director of coaching for the Medford Strikers Club and Universal Soccer Academy, James Galanis, uh, who really instilled, you know, the fighting mentality in me and kind of changed my my work ethic, uh, my mentality on how to approach things, on just comparing yourself against your, um, you know, no one but yourself, um, giving it all you have every single day, and, and turning every obstacle and struggle into uh, something positive where you can learn so uh, for the for the beginning bit of you know of my chapter and growing up I, I had the will and I had the passion but I didn't really have anyone per se that could kind of uh, guide me into the the mentality of becoming a fighter and um, you know being able to, to deal with pressure per se well you certainly turned it into something amazing what, what was it like for you the first time that you made the national team um, you know, it was it was amazing. It was, uh, you know, I remember walking out into my uh, first cap, which was in Portland, and um, there's a whole crowd full of people. I have my name on the back of my jersey, um, you know, representing the United States of America. Um, it was a surreal moment for me. It was, you know, a moment where I was incredibly nervous. Um, but it was it was the start of a, a special journey, and uh, I've stayed you know true to myself from uh, the start of my career, and will continue to do that. And um, you know it's just been it's been an unbelievable uh, honor to be able to represent my country for this long, and um, you know I want to continue to keep inspiring some of the younger generation to know that um, you know no matter what you want to do in life, no one should ever hold you back. No one should ever tell you that you're not good enough um, you dictate um, the way that your your life is going to unfold and um, you know I wasn't a, a big name college star coming out as the next best thing I went to a small school um, college uh, smaller you know soccer school at Rutgers, yeah, um, Rutgers. so you know anything is uh, anything is possible you know it doesn't matter where you come from I was a Rutgers boy myself yay Rutgers uh, nice. it, what's it like for you I mean it, You've you've won World Cups. You've you've scored game-winning goals in the Olympics. You you've had all this success. Do you ever sit back and say, "Wow," or is or is it you're always on to the next thing? How how do you sort of live in the moment and enjoy that journey that you're on, if possible? Um, I don't really sit down and say, "Wow." Um, I'm I'm hungry for more. I. I I'm addicted to, you know, continuing to be successful and, and that is not successful in the eyes of the public. That is successful in my own um, being. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm constantly wanting to learn. I'm constantly wanting to improve. I'm constantly wanting to become a better player, a better person. Um, and that's, you know, that is because I, I'm not sitting here saying, wow, and I'm not sitting here um, patting myself on the back for, for what I've achieved. 
received. Um, it's very easy to become complacent. It's very easy to rest on your laurels. Um, but in this industry, um, you've got to keep pushing forward because if not, there's somebody else that's waiting behind you to to snag your spot. And, um, you know, I want to just keep climbing and, and keep going. Carly, what what's it like to go to an event and, and have swarms of, of young girls and young boys come over to you and look up to you and, and want to be Carly Lloyd? I can't tell you how many of, of my friends and cousins have, have said to me when I've told them that you were going to be on that they grew up wanting to be Carly Lloyd, that they pretended to be Carly Lloyd when they were out on the soccer field. That's cool. You know, I think for me, that's that's really what it's all about. You know, it's about changing lives. It's about inspiring people. Um, you know, my my journey has not been easy, uh, nor what I want it to be. And like I said, you know, the the foundation that was laid for me was being able to be a, a young kid um, and take my ball wherever I wanted to take it to the local field, jump in, play with boys, um, kick the ball up against the curb. Um, for me, you know, that that was the foundation, you know, that laid the groundwork. And uh, I think we are oftentimes not really seeing too many kids um, going out and, and practicing on their own in a non-structured environment. Um, and that's what gives you the creativity. You know, that that is what has made me um, special uh, amongst all the, the the people in this whole country and um, I think if you can if you can find that if you can try things if you can fail um, that's what it takes so you know for me it's, it's always a, a message that I'm trying to get out to, to young kids to always believe and um, you know it's really up to you um, how your your life is going to go and um, so it's it's cool you know that's what I love to hear and, and I hope that um, you know there's there's kids all around the globe that that I'm inspiring and, and helping to change their lives because I know it, it definitely uh, makes a big difference. Well, and you're not just there for them to watch. You you run clinics and participate in clinics yourself to help kids learn and play the game. What's that interaction like for you when when you get to give back and teach sort of like you were taught along the way yourself? Well, I think the, the biggest thing is, um, you know, I do these clinics and they're usually a, a one day, two hour clinic. So, you know, the kids aren't coming uh, to me and going to all of a sudden become a professional soccer player. Um, that's just not reality. The 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 biggest thing is is just having an impact on them you know being able to kind of get into their mind and and teaching them the tools that will help them in life you know if you work hard on the soccer field you're going to most likely work hard when you're you know at work if you're respecting your teammates and your coaches you're most likely going to respect your boss and your coworkers. um you know if you're turning a, a negative situation into a positive you're you're most likely going to be able to to persevere through life so it's it's really about kind of having that impact and um you know touching them in in that regard um because you know let's be honest there's a there's a small small percentage of people that actually make it and um in two hours you know you're not going to be um completely just a professional uh soccer player so i i tried to to kind of mix in the the mental aspect of it as, as well along with kind of giving them some tools of things that they can practice and learn on 
themselves. Well, and as we head to the World Cup under a month away from starting, you've, you've been embracing the challenges that you had. It's sort of a transition time. You, you've gone from more of a midfielder starting to somebody who's been a lot at striker and, and coming off the bench a little bit. How have you embraced that challenge and, and how valuable are you now to the team to be able to come in with that option later in the game? Well, nothing's set in stone. Um, that's the beauty of, of a story. That's the beauty of a journey. And um, I have not given up on myself. Um, I have continued to, to show my worth um, in training every single day um, when I've come on in, in games. Um, I'm not, you know, 36 and, and slow and, and washed up and, um, you know, all of these things that maybe people are thinking. You know, I'm um, probably having some of the best moments of, of my uh, career, really enjoying the game. Um, I've had to kind of reinvent myself these last couple of years of, of really becoming more of a thinker on the field than, than just kind of relying on my athletic ability or, or my, um, you know, my power. Um, so I've, I've really embraced that. I'm, I'm obviously, you know, have the capability of um, still playing in the midfield um, and playing up top. And it's just being able to, you know, to continue to, to tick off boxes to become um, the best and most complete player uh, in the world. You know, I haven't, I haven't stopped doing that. Um, and I probably feel, you know, the fittest that I've ever felt, uh, most explosive, sharpest, uh, just my decision-making on the field. And, um, and I know that, you know, things are, are still, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, the story's not over. And uh, that's the beauty of it. And I know that I can help this team. And I know that I can play a massive role. And I want to do anything possible to um, help this team lift the trophy on uh, this summer. Well, in addition to it not being over for your career, we're hoping the Sixers isn't over soon. And I understand that you're a Sixers fan. Yeah, we're following your tweets. <laughs> we saw you retweet Lane Johnson out there. You're just a sports fan, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm a, I'm a Jersey girl. I grew up uh, being a, a Philly sports fan, fan my whole life. Um, I actually really enjoy going to the Sixers game. Um, I have the opportunity to ring the bell. And, uh, you know, they're, it, it's a purely entertainment um, festivity, you know, going to a, a basketball game um, in Philly. And it's fun. Aside from the game, you know, there's there's always things going on. And, um, you know, I was happy to see that the, the Sixers bounce back that was a huge game and I think if they can consistently kind of bring that um, amongst all of them you know they they should uh, take game seven so hopefully we see uh, you know the same Sixers team uh, come up big and you know I'll be rooting for them every step of the way well we'll be rooting for them with you and we'll be rooting for you and watching the team we thank you so much for the time and wish you all continued success and in, uh, in overcoming and, and going along with your journey thank you appreciate it thanks take so care. much have a great one you know, one of her teammates is now, I believe, on the lines. Uh, Samantha Mewis, are you on? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So, how, how much longer? Do, how much time do you have until practice? 
Um, I think we're leaving for training at 3.30 on the West Coast, so a couple hours. So is the is the weather better there than it is in your hometown of Boston? <laughs> uh, I don't know what the weather's like in Boston today, but it is beautiful here. It's like 70 and sunny, so we, no complaints we, about we, being out here. We don't want to make you jealous, but um, we know you're a Dunkin' Donuts fan, and we did have some chocolate munchkins outside the studio. So just want to oh, let, just want I to let, am jealous. Yeah, we, we hear that that's, uh, that's where it's at Well, for then you. before we get to anything serious, what's your favorite munchkin? Chocolate. Chocolate. Is it chocolate? See, Jeff, you need to do is your research a, better. Is there a second favorite, or is it ju- do you just pick out the chocolate ones? Uh, I, I mean, if it was like a box of 25, I would probably pick out all the chocolate ones. <laughs> Sam, Sam, we ask nothing but the hard-hitting questions here on the show about yes. food types, and Jeff's always good for a food question. Uh-huh. How exciting <laughs> it, is this time for you, though? It's under a month away, uh, getting ready to go to the World Cup, obviously prepping and playing hard. What's this time like for you? Nervous, excited, anticipating, a little bit of it all? <laughs> Yeah, um, well, one, it's super busy. Um, There's just, like, a ton going on. Um, Obviously, practice is, like, our number one priority, but um, it kind of seems like every day there's there's something else going on, so it's been really busy, but also just so exciting. I mean, obviously, this is a dream come true for me, and um, the fact that I get to share an experience like this with my teammates who are my really good friends, it's it's awesome, Um, and I'm trying to just soak up every bit of it because it's – going to be like an incredible journey so i'm really really excited and um staying busy is good but mostly just excited and looking forward to getting the tournament started what's it like for you and and your sister i I know that you two are both professional soccer players and for your family in general i understand that uh that your parents are very proud yeah yeah i think so um it's so cool uh to get to share this with my sister i think that so few people out there really understand what it's like to be a professional athlete and all the things that come with it, like the travel and being away from loved ones and um, all, I mean, even all the, the really good things that go with it, like the, the idea of winning and, and going through and getting to train with your teammates every day and all the fun things. So I think that sharing it with my sister has brought us really close and um, it's something that few people understand. So the fact that I can always call her um, with either problems or with good news and, and I know that she'll really understand and get it is something that's really brought us together over the years and I think that for my parents um, I think it's so cool that they get to watch us both play. I think they've always loved watching us play so much and I think that luckily it's just continued on well past our high school days and um, I feel really lucky for everything that they've done for us um, just over the years to give us all the opportunities that they did so it's definitely um, a big family thing, and we we all really enjoy uh, going through this together and getting to share some of these like awesome memories that we've had. And and you haven't just like played in the backyard or played in a local league. You were both on World Cup teams, the under 17s in New Zealand, the under 20s in Germany. What's it like not only to play with your sister, but for both of you to put on the colors of your country to do it? Is that and play around the world doing it. Yeah. Yeah. um, Well, it's a huge honor. I mean, of course, representing your country is 
it's just this huge honor and it's a responsibility and it's something that you don't want to take lightly and um, getting to do that with my sister and represent our family together um, when we were younger was unbelievable I think we traveled places like New Zealand and um, Japan and Germany and we got to go to all these um, unbelievable places when we were teenagers and I think that that's like kind of unbelievable I, I don't think I fully appreciated it at the time um, just because I was so young and the, the full grasp that I was traveling the world as a teenager was pretty crazy but to get to be doing what I love sharing it with my sister sharing it with my parents um, it's it's really cool and we're really really fortunate that we've been given all these opportunities and um, the experiences that I've had have been amazing last year you suffered I think it was November of 2017 actually you suffered a knee injury um, did you think at that time or were you concerned at that time whether you'd be able to get back in time for the World Cup this year um I mean my knee injury was there was a lot of questions around it Mm -hmm. and uh, we weren't really certain exactly how it was going to impact me it was kind of like an unclear path forward um it was kind of a should should we get surgery should we not should we wait it out and I think that fortunately I was in really good hands and the people who were working with me made all the right decisions and I'm actually playing with no pain now um, which we weren't sure was going to happen so I think when I was going through it there was some worry of course and um, I I really wanted to make sure I was back for qualifying for last that was last fall in October and luckily I was um, And I think that, I mean, I was in really good hands, so I'm grateful for that. But um, I definitely, um, the injury was taxing on me emotionally, and I'm fortunate that um, I'm feeling so good now. It came at a time, too, after 2017. You were one of only three players to play in every game. You played over 1,200 minutes and finalists for Woman of the Year. So from the mental side, I know you're into meditation and, and other things. Mental preparation in terms of coming back and overcoming that, how challenging has that been? to kind of keep yourself patient knowing where you were at the time of the injury and trying to come back and not push it too much to re-injure yourself but also be able to integrate yourself into the team. Yeah, I mean, being on this team fully healthy and fully fit is a challenge in and of itself. So I, I anyone who comes back from injury um, while playing for this team, I, I give a lot of credit to. I think that the girls here are just so talented and it's such an intense environment that um, it's, I mean, it's the highest level that there is. So I think that um, I overcame definitely some mental hurdles to get through that. And I'm really lucky that I had such a good support system around me to help me with that. Um, and definitely, I think that it made me stronger. I think that encountering adversity um, now, I will have been through something like it before. So I, I kind of know some of some of like the tricks that work for me and um, definitely meditation and kind of just like the power of positive thinking are, are really important and having a good attitude and everything. But also it's the people in your life and the, the teammates that you rely on, your family. Um, so I definitely learned a lot through it and was was fortunate to have such amazing people around me kind of um, just rooting for me the whole way. You're, you're used to playing for uh, and with um, some, some great players as, as part as a professional soccer player. But what's it like when you, when you make the World Cup, the United the, you know the US women's national team and come into that locker room or on the field when you all get together for the first time and just look around and go, wow. Yeah, 
I mean, for the first time, it's pretty it's pretty surreal. Um, luckily, my first couple of caps, my sister was actually there with the team as well, and I think that having her um, as part of that new process for me was really helpful. But even today, I mean, when I'm marking someone on a corner kick, whether it's Carly or Alex Morgan or Megan Rapinoe, I'm kind of like overwhelmed with like exactly where I am because these these women are players that I've looked up to my whole life and um, still do of course I mean my teammates are some of my biggest role models and I think that um, it's important really to, to maintain that perspective for me and to like keep reminding myself of where I am and what it took to get here and how important this is to me just because I don't ever want to get comfortable here or get complacent here. I think it's a huge deal to be here and I, I want to keep pushing myself to grow so that I can stay here. You talk, you talk about Alex and Carly being role models. What have, what have you learned from them that you've taken forward because because now you're a role model to a lot of kids, and and, and so what do yeah. you take take and, and like look to when you when you think about that? Yeah, well, they're both great leaders. Um, I've I've learned so much from um, Alex from the way that she advocates for her teammates to the coaches to the referee. Um, to a lot of the parties outside of our immediate environment just about progressing the team forward and the way that she's been able to take all of our um, rights and all of our best interests into consideration when she's advocating for us, I think is something that I would like to learn how to emulate and really like reproduce myself and then from Carly I think I've just learned commitment I Carly is one of the most driven hard-working people here and that's saying a lot and I think that um, she never takes a day off she never um, takes a rep off she ice baths every day even when it's cold out like she just does it all and she never makes excuses for herself and I think that that's something that um, really just showcases her mental strength and her willpower and desire to to be the best and it's something that I think everyone could learn from I think she's just so committed to being the best that she can and it's something that I really admire in her we talk a lot on the show about the impact that athletes can have in the community what does it mean to you when when you hear somebody like Jeff say a role model or you see all the young girls or, or young boys that that are out there that that want your autograph or want to learn how to play like you what how's that feel now yeah, I mean, it's really full circle for me because I remember um, so vividly being a young kid, 10 years old, um, watching some of the women like the 99ers win the World Cup and watching some of the women in the first professional league and getting their autograph and just being totally overwhelmed with admiration for them. And I think that when I get to kind of be on that, the other side of it now and sign autographs and see girls and boys who look up to me, um, I really remember what that felt like. And I it's so important to me that I'm a good role model for them because I recognize the impact that it had on me when I was growing up and if I can play some small part in helping someone reach their dreams I that would really what this is all about and I think um, it's an honor to be in this position and to kind of have a platform where I can inspire young kids to believe in themselves and to keep pushing for what they want is there anybody that is now your teammate that is a kid you pretended to be on a soccer field? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think... 
I think I'm too old for that now. I mean, I think <laughs> the '99 um, team it was know, probably like Mia that. Ham and and Brandy yeah, Chastain. Yeah, Mia Ham and Michelle Akers. Okay. Um, I have a picture dressed up as Michelle Akers. I had Mia Ham's jersey, so I think it was more that era. Um, but I had, I think I had a poster of Abby Wambach at one point. <laughs> I might have been like way too old for that, but like I'm not that embarrassed. Abby Wambach was um, another huge influence on me, so um, it's definitely really cool that I've gotten to meet a lot of these women and even I even got to play with Abby a couple times so that was amazing so so we do have to ask we're a Philadelphia station um we understand that there's bad news that you're a Patriots fan and you like Tom Brady is that is that um, rumor true whoa 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 that rumor I'm a Michigan person so yeah, you like I'm Tom good Brady because you're a Michigan guy speak for yourself but uh <laughs> you know in Philly that doesn't go over too well and Jeff <laughs> but uh are you are you a sports fan in general coming coming out of Boston or you know we talked to Carly yeah, about she she said she sort of likes everything growing up. Yeah, I think that um, being from Boston is you're kind of automatically a, a fan of all the Boston teams because they're all good and they always one one team seems to win every year. So uh, I've we been don't want to hear that. Parade. We don't want to hear know. that. <laughs> I know you don't. We are sorry about the Celtics. Not really. Boston parade, I, I could see the smirk <laughs> on her face. Right now. Oh yeah, she's, I, I am. She's enjoyed saying I am. it. I love talking about this. Well, we we would talking love to. Boston sports is a good one. We would love to have well, you. So wait, wait, wait. Before you, before you go, ha- have you had a chance to meet Tom Brady? No, so now, I have not. Got to work on that. All right. So if if Tom Brady is somehow listening, Tom, after after Samantha <laughs> wins the World Cup, you, you we can. expect you to have her at the Patriots game. There you go. There we go. Uh, Samantha, we wish it, you the. I appreciate that, you guys. We're, we're, we're always there to make pitches. We you know, really we'll, we'll, we'll check with Matt Light. There you go. Yeah. We always appreciate. Uh, we appreciate you giving in the time. Love to have you back on to talk sports and soccer and everything and else. Good luck. Time in the future. Best of luck with everything thank you so much have a great one jeff a few weeks ago you walked around the the pga championship with uh pratima sherpa who is uh the number one women's golfer in nepal among many other things we've been following her for a while you first reached out uh over a year ago right uh and that's how we met ollie horovitz correct well i i saw her story on i believe it was 60 minutes and then espn also did a story about her um, and I, I was just so moved by the story and her. You know, we talk about the journey of athletes and what's behind the person behind the person, and and seeing her and getting to meet her and hopefully now getting to talk to her if we can hear her. Pratima, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I was so jealous that Jeff got to spend a Saturday with you and I wasn't there. Uh, I hope you talk a few things out there. He has a lot to learn. So how did, how did you like the experience of the PGA? So it, it's great to see like many players playing golf, like, you know, actual professionals, their pressures, like their uh, tournament strategy. It's just great. What was it like to, to go around and, and watch these pros who you've seen as you've come up? Now you're out there. Before we get back to sort of how you've come this far, if we start at the mm-hmm. end and work backwards, here you are now watching players that you've tried to pattern your game after or looked up to. Now you're out there on the same course with them. And I, I think Jeff said that people were out there cheering for you and saying they loved you. What's that like? 
Yeah, that's that's what always like feeling blessed. I always blessed, and uh, I I still kind of be, uh, you know, imagine like being from Nepal, like I am following the professional players and watching their games, and uh, you know like their uh, worst game and their actual game, their practice down. It's it's like it's unbelievable actually. <laughs> So Pratima, uh, we first learned about you from from a story that was on television. Um, can you tell our audience a little bit about your background, where you grew up? So yeah, I'm from Nepal, and uh, my mom and dad used to work at a real Nepal golf club, and my dad still does. So I just grew up at golf course, and um, you know I used to stay many places playing golf. That's how, like, I inspired, you know, I, I got inspired by them. So, so, and, uh, so mm-hmm. just, to, just to be clear, just so, so people understand, you actually grew up in the maintenance shed yes, on, on yes. Royal Nepal Golf Course. You're both, your, yes. both your parents work there. Uh, yeah. And your father, I saw the golf club that your father made for you at, out of a branch. Yeah, um, yeah. That was my first club, yeah. So, so... <laughs> Jason was asking me before the show, and I didn't know the answer to this question. Do you still have that? Yeah, I still have. That's my, like, you know, that's my lucky uh, stick, you know, to be forever. Yeah. Do you carry it in your bag? Oh, no, no, no. It's in Nepal. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could. (laughs) It was amazing to watch the segment, and, you know, I'm kind of a sentimental guy, and for you to be able to play, like, you watched your, your father put that stick together and he had spent so much time on the course and then you how did you end up getting your chance out there to play once you had the golf club so um you know i i was just like uh, uh swinging the with the wooden stick and one day the president of nepal golf association like he saw me and he invited me to join the junior camp and uh, you know from that day like i I started my like first uh, golf, like real golf, you know, in my life. And then after like two weeks, I won the tournament. It was like fun tournament, but I won tournament. And then everyone like, um, you have to practice, you know, you have a, a talent, so you have to practice. And everyone was like supporting me. The, tor- the so, yeah. tournament that you were in and your youth organization that the president asked you to join, were there any other girls in it or were you the only one? Oh, no, there were like uh, six or seven girls. Yeah, yeah. What what has it been like, you know, then you, you go on, you keep playing, and they, they get you a set of clubs, and then all of a sudden you meet Ollie. <laughs> um, yeah, And yeah. Jeff is obviously a fan of Ollie. Uh, he, he enjoys getting to hang out with him. How did that come about where all of a sudden you're out there and, and here's this caddy who's out there seeing you and talking to you about your golf game? Yeah, so yeah, I was just sitting in the house, like, uh, I, yeah, I was talking with my mom and dad, and I got a call from my coach 
and he said like come over the practice range there's someone who wants to meet you and i was like okay and just ran you know and um, met oliver and he asked me like do you want to play and of course yeah and then we played actually i did not i had no idea like he's gonna write about my story <laughs> So you just thought you were going out to play golf with somebody and the next thing you know there ends up being a whole story about it? Yeah, and then no, and then we like uh, after a week we you know shoot something, and I was like, oh my god, and I feel like I had no idea. Like you know, he's just gonna write my story. It's it's, it's like normal for me, you know. Like I didn't feel like the big things, but yeah. <laughs> so okay, so now all of a sudden you were starting to get more attention. Um, I saw something in one of the stories about a, a prize possession you got and had a, a framed letter from Tiger Woods. How did that oh, yeah. come about? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so it was on a Saturday. I was just like hanging out at the uh, hole in the tree, and uh, uh, some guy, you know, from all of the guy, uh, some people from USA, they came uh, to my house, and they said like, we have a surprise for you, and uh, um, it was in the frame, it was like packed, and I just opened, and it was like little tiger woods. Oh my god! How, how <laughs> I was did you know? Crying. You, oh yeah. How did you know about Tiger Woods? Because from the story I saw, I didn't see a television set in in your home. So, uh-huh, no, uh, in Nepal, like everyone knows Tiger Woods, even though they don't play golf, but everyone knows Tiger Woods. And you know, when I was like five, six, seven years old, like I've been all heard about like Tigers, Tigers, and you know, I've been watching and um, internet and sometimes TV. Yeah, that's amazing. And then, and then you make your your journey to the United States. How did that come about? So, uh, I my I came here first time in 2017 with my coach Sachin Batrai. And, um, um, you know, uh, it was like my first experience, like abroad experience. And um, I was nervous uh, and that first year, you know, and but I went to visit to uh, Santa Barbara City College. But I was still not confident to come here. So, um, you know, like I took two years to decide, like, should I come here or should I stay in Nepal? But, but uh, I want to be a golf professional in Nepal, uh, golf professional, you know, so uh, in Nepal, like, you don't have, like, actual opportunities uh, compared to here, so I decided to come over here, and I told to my host family, Montana's family, and they were super excited, and, uh, yeah, I'm just here now. <laughs> was, it, was it hard to, I mean, you live, you're the only child, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, was it hard to to leave your parents and, and fly literally halfway across the world to some place you had never been before? It is so hard. It is still like I'm I'm going to uh, Nepal in the summer, but I I already feel like oh my god I'm gonna just uh, gonna stay one month and then I have to come back. I have to leave with my parents, you know. 
and it feels like oh it's so sad <laughs> yeah when you when you came here in 17 I, I saw you got to go out and play around with tiger he watched your game and at the time he said your swing is perfect you don't need to change anything what is yeah, that like yeah. when the person you grew up idolizing tells you don't change a thing <laughs> you're all good <laughs> Like, I totally agree. I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, I'm a perfect, but I totally agree because golf is not about your swing. It's about your mental activities, you know? So he said, like, you just have to work on your mentally work. See, I, I need to so, work on my, you know, my like mental golf work. Is like, I need to work yeah, on my mental like, work and my uh, swing work, Pratima. Yeah. <laughs> and his timing. And, and, and pretty much everything. Anytime I go on the course, I need to work on it. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when you came over to the United States, in addition to, to becoming a college student, um, mm-hmm. you have also made your way onto the, the Women's Symmetra Tour. Yeah. Yes. So, so, what was what was it like playing in that first tournament? It was it was great. Like you know, the first time um, the flag, Nepal, Nepali flag was there. Nepali flag was flying for the first time at the Sumatra tour. You know, and it was a very proud moment, and I cried that time. And also, like uh, all the professionals were like they were awesome, and you know they were amazing uh, players, and I learned a lot from them. And uh, yeah, it was a great experience. And yeah, I'm uh, playing another semester tour in the in next weekend in Harris, Michigan. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's the the name of the tournament is the Island Resort Championship. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you said that at the tour, the first tournament you were in, that there was a Nepalese flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it like to realize that that you're now in the United States representing a country? Yeah. So uh, when I saw the Nepalese flag, I literally cried like, oh, my God, I'm representing like whole Nepal, not a golf course, you know, not a real Nepal golf course, like whole Nepal. And if and if they have the Olympics, if they have golf in the Olympics next time, is that something that you want to strive to do? Is is to to play for Nepal in the Olympics? Oh my God, that that would be like a, a dream. Yeah, I would definitely want to do. So, are you are you do you watch all the golf you can on TV now when you can see it? Are you watching the the majors this weekend and everything going on? So I went to watch the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Jeff is Sounds Jeff tough. is Jeff is very <laughs> jealous of that right now. Are you, are you there t- were you there today? No, I just came uh, yesterday night. Yeah. Did you play? Have you played at Pebble Beach? I, I no, I didn't. No, no, no. I want to play one day. Uh, you, ha- you haven't played there yet. Though. I haven't played. No. I really want to play though. Ollie might get jealous, but Jeff is willing to caddy just yes. so that he can walk That's on right. that grass. Yeah, That's if really. It comes down yeah. to me or Ollie, I'll push him right into the ocean so I could caddy. What was it like for you to be there though? To see those golfers practicing and playing out on that amazing golf course that most of us yeah. only get to see on TV. Yeah, one thing I noticed that you know they, because like we thought like you know professional. 
professional, also like professional, uh, the golfer professional, they only uh, hit like a very serious kind of like that. But they were like having fun, you know, with golfing, with practicing. They were smiling, they were laughing, and it's like, oh yeah, that's a golf, you know. <laughs> it's not a, like a just a, uh, focusing in your golf. Like we need a focus, but also we need a fun, you know. And they were having fun, and uh, yeah, they were practicing. It was amazing to see, like, oh, that's a golf. Like, are you able to have fun out there? I, I saw in the ESPN story you, you said golf's my passion, golf's my best friend, so I can't lose, which I thought yeah. was an awesome attitude. But I've lost plenty, even though I love golf. Um, mm-hmm. can, are you able to enjoy it out there and be in that moment, like you were seeing some of the pros yesterday, or are you still real focused on on just trying to to reach that goal? I, you know what, I always tell to my my friends and my host family, like, I just love to spend time at the golf course, you know, just working with the green, uh, uh, greens, like the environment, peaceful environment, and just hitting ball. I just was, I just love to uh, hang out at the golf course. And my host sister was asking, like, how can you do, like, spend, like, six, seven hours at the same golf course? And I was like, no, it's fun. Like, you know, I just love to. You're like, I'll stay there longer. If I could, yeah, yeah. Whenever you know, whenever I go to golf course, I feel like, oh my god, I'm in home now. You know, because I've been, I, I grew up at the golf course, and it always feel like whenever I go to golf course, oh, I'm, I'm in home now. You know, so yeah. Are, are your parents still living in the same house? Yeah, they're still living at the same. Yeah. I heard that they recently had the opportunity to come over to the U.S. for the first time. Oh yeah, they came last year. It was so amazing. So that time, you know, my my dad and mom saw the like city college and my uh, mom dad uh, made my host family again and my dad was like you got to come here if you want to be professional you got to come here like he was like yep you know this is the perfect place for you and I was like okay yay So where where did you take your family? Did they only go to California, or did you take them? They only go to California, yeah. But but yeah. you had a chance to go to New York. That's where I got to see you. So what was it like for you the first time that you got to New York, go to New York City? So New York, I was in last year, uh, uh, yeah, for uh, premiere of my documentary, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I traveled alone because that time my parents did not get a visa, you know. Right. So I, I yeah I, uh, I traveled alone and it was um, New York kind of like it remind me like kind of like Kathmandu Nepal you know it's like lots of people it's like busy and like crowded yeah it was amazing like that time like I made Tiger Woods. <laughs> so all these amazing things happen. You come over here, you're playing golf. There's a documentary. There's there's yeah. ESPN stories. You meet Tiger. What do you take from it? If if somebody wants to to chase their dreams like you do what advice do you give to them uh i think you have uh you have always you know uh, goal of course you and you do have a, like a big dream and then you know it's all about hard work your passions and your sacrifices i think because 
you know, uh, being away from parents, it's so hard. Like it's, it's. I always miss my parents, and they always miss me. And you know that that's a sacrifices. And then you know to get something, uh, to get something, we need to uh, give something. So yeah, I think just just hard work plus uh, patience is called the success. So if you do hard work, you will get success. You know, With and of course, and life life is. I think you know the life is amazing journey, and yeah, we just have to be a fun and hard work. Yeah. You, you know, I w- I was going to ask a question, but you just said the perfect thing. Life life is a journey, <laughs> and I can tell you from having met you for a short time is your personality is infectious. Uh, you, yeah. you really are an inspiration, and for, and anybody who's ever tried something and said they can't do it should just look at your documentary in your life and realize that that anything can be overcome um we wish you the greatest success the best of luck with it and and we look forward to talking you and and following your continued success and good luck next weekend in michigan thank you Thank you so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.